The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, happy Monday, everybody. And it is a happy Monday in East Carolina as the Pirates break through with a one uh, win in the uh, column there as East Carolina knocks off Gardner-Webb. 44-0 was the final from a rainy, dreary Saturday. That was the bright spot as the Pirates pull through and they get the victory, putting one in the win column. That's what I was trying to say. Pirates win it again. 44-0 was the final. Our guest today is Raekwon Boyette. He is the running backs coach at East Carolina. His running backs had a good evening the other night at Daddy Pickland Stadium. Raekwon Boyette, a former Duke captain. He coached at Duke for a number of seasons before coming over to East Carolina to coach with head coach Mike Houston. So Coach Boyette joins us to talk about the running backs. We'll talk about the Winover Gardner-Webb. We'll preview the Rice matchup and it's all coming up on this winning Monday for East Carolina after this. Attention athletes and fans, Tiebreakers is looking for all-stars. Do you know an athlete who made a game-winning play, scored an amazing touchdown, or hit a huge home run? We're scouting Eastern North Carolina for this month's most outstanding athlete. Go to tiebreakersathlete.com to nominate your favorite player for the prestigious Athlete of the Month Award. Tiebreakers, shining a light on the athletes that make Eastern North Carolina proud. Submit your nomination now at tiebreakersathlete.com. Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menges. And I'm Landon Menges with Menges Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years. Papa John's new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza is the pizza inspired by our biggest fans with that garlic flavor you all love. Get it on it with it. Get the new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza for $13.99 only at Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! It's hard to forget how hot it gets around here in the summer. Remember, the hotter it is outside, the harder your AC has to work to keep it cool inside. And the more energy it uses to keep you cool, the higher your utility bill will be. Your neighbors at GUC have tips to help you reduce your energy use, such as using fans to cool you down inside and cooking outside when you can in the summer. For more tips, go to GUC.com and look for ways to save. It's bow time. 
chicken or biscuits? That's an impossible choice. How can you decide between Bojangles' perfectly crispy, boldly seasoned chicken or their fluffy, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuits? Well, the good news is you don't have to. With a Cajun chicken filet biscuit, you get the best of both worlds. An all-white meat chicken breast marinated with a bold blend of seasonings and served up on a fluffy, golden buttermilk biscuit. When it comes to real-deal Southern flavor, there's no reason you can't have it all. Order a Cajun chicken filet biscuit today. It's bow time. This is Carter Spivey, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show on this winning Monday for East Carolina Pirates. Break one into the win column, 44-0 over Gardner-Webb from Saturday. What a dreary day it was, but for the fans that came out and supported the Pirates, congratulations. You braved that bad weather because it was miserable all day, and then it got a little better than that misty rain just stuck around uh, it was supposed to be clearing out of there, but it never really did. And it was Misty Rain most of the game. Raekwon Boyette is the running back coach over at East Carolina. He joins us from his office over at ECU. Coach Boyette, congratulations on the big win. Brian, I appreciate you, man. You you hit on it. It was a crazy day. It was a crazy bunch of weather. But the fans showed up and they showed out. And we appreciate that. I said on Saturday that I didn't care if it was Charlotte's Web or Gardner Web that East Carolina had to take care of their own business in order to win the football game. And I think that's what we saw. East Carolina went out, executed the offense. I think the offensive line played better. I think the running backs were better. I think the you know the lack of penalties, you know, creating the turnovers is what Blake Harrell wants to do with that defense, and they created all those turnovers. And really it was just it was just a really nice effort. It didn't matter who the, the opponent was. The Pirates went out and played Pirate football, didn't they? Exactly. And that's one of the biggest things for us is we, we obviously we have opponents throughout the week, but we want to focus on us. We want to focus on playing Pirate football and what's that, what that looks like. Obviously, minimizing the penalties, having big plays in the run game, having big plays in the passing game, and then our defense just swarming and being physical and playing with the intentions of getting that ball back. That's Pirate football. And like you said, we want to focus on us and I thought we did that this past weekend. Coach Boyette, last year you were with the outside receivers, this year with the running backs. Talk about the differences and, and, and how, how that affects you as a coach and, and, and the players involved and that kind of thing. You know, one of the things is it really doesn't affect as a coach because I just try to keep my standards as the standards. Obviously, you're coaching just two different positions, so the fundamentals, the techniques are different from that standpoint. But the biggest thing between the two are the uh, personalities, I probably would say, that you have from a uh, running back and then a wide receiver standpoint. But um, both groups have been awesome. Both groups are awesome. I love them both. And uh, I'm excited to be coaching these running backs and getting us to where we need to be. I would say the other thing, Coach, is that both groups are always saying, hey, man, give me the ball. You never you never met a wide receiver who, who wasn't wide open, and you never met a running back who didn't want the football, right? Yes, that's the and, and you know what I probably should have started that. The biggest thing <laughs> of both positions is the management, um, and just managing the personalities, managing everybody thinks they want the ball with the receiver position. You may have three to four receivers in a game, five maybe based on what it is, but at running back, more than not, more times than not, you're only going to have one guy. So you just got to make sure that obviously everybody is has a role, everybody understands their role, and I think the biggest thing with managing everybody 
It's just clear-cut, concise communication and consistent communication. I think we do a great job with that on both ends. Before we dive into Rice and take a look back maybe at the Gardner-Webb win, let's talk about your career a little bit with the uh, the years at Duke, first of all as a player and then uh, as a Duke captain and then coaching there so long. What did you like about coaching at Duke? Oh, well, it was my alma mater. Uh, that was one of the biggest things that, that I loved about it and just the culture and the people there. The, the uh, players were awesome. Um, the people around and the support within the program was awesome. So it was a good time. You know, when you look at, at, at your career at Duke, you worked with Scotty Montgomery, and obviously all of us had a chance to work with Coach Montgomery. Uh, the, the thinking here is that it just wasn't a good fit for Coach Montgomery as a head coach at East Carolina. Obviously, Scotty is an outstanding coach because he worked so many years at Duke. He's, he's successful in the National Football League. He's coaching with one of the, the teams that uh, on the up and up with the Lions as an assistant head coach and running back coach under Dan Campbell. And Dan Campbell is a no-nonsense type guy, so Scotty's right there with him. What was it like working with Coach Montgomery? Oh, it was awesome. Scotty's one of my biggest mentors, um, one of the one of the people that I respect most as a man, first off. And then, like you said, just he's, a, he's an awesome coach, a great coach. Um, he does a great job with communicating and having great relationships within the players, but with the players, but also within whatever program and organization it is that he is that he's in and a part of. I think he does a great job with relationship building and just people understanding exactly who he is. Like you said, um, the head coach of the Lions is no-nonsense, and I think that fits Scotty a little bit because he's no-nonsense as well. I tell you, it's uh, it was as I said. We all thought it was a bad fit because it just it just didn't work out at East Carolina. But obviously, he's very talented, has a has a lot of a uh, lot of connections in the National Football League and on the college ranks and that kind of thing, Coach Mo. But uh, and that's when Mike Houston was brought in, and now you're working under Coach Houston. So it kind of well, it kind of all goes in a big circle, doesn't it, Coach? Yes, and that's the thing within coaching. Everything's so small, and, and and it could come back full circle at all times. But now just working here with Coach Houston, he's awesome. Again, just a huge mentor and just loving just who he is and what he's bringing to our team and the focus and the intentions that he has for our team. And we he has a message, and we try to make sure as coaches that we we are the, the um, branch from what exactly what coach wants and what we want as a as a program. And as a running backs coach, you got to like the fact that Mike Houston makes no bones about it. You know, he talks with Donnie Kirkpatrick. You guys want to establish the run. It doesn't matter if you're playing Gardner Webb or if you're playing Michigan. You're going to go out there and you're going to try to run the football first, and, and that really kind of establishes what the offense is going to do. And as a running backs coach, you know, your running backs have to understand that, don't they? Correct, exactly. We have to understand what comes with that. Um, Obviously, that's opposed to the offense. When you can run the ball or you can stop the run, those are the two things that you want to do offensively and defensively. And so once you put a, a threat in, in the defense's head and in the defensive coordinator's mind of having of us having the ability to run the football, now a lot of things come off of that. We have some very talented receivers that can go downfield, make plays downfield, so that's where the play-action game comes in. That's where our RPO game comes in. Obviously, just, again, just being consistent with running the football and trying to go get what we consider either a team four or a dirty four, right? The team four is go get four yards for the team when it's blocked up for you to go get that. The dirty four is understanding that, hey, it may be short yardage. It may be whatever it is. 
It may not be the way that you want it, but you better get your pads down and go get those dirty four yards. And I think that's one of the things that these guys have done a great job of, and, and they showed that this past weekend. And we have a talented group. Um, we have a great offensive line and, and talented offensive line there. So we're just trying to run behind them and do what we need to do from that standpoint. And just understanding our role and how big that is to the success of power football. Yeah, and the old saying that, that I think I picked it up from Coach Ruff years ago, but the whole thing about the offensive line, you, you can't have five pennies, you got to have one nickel. And that's pretty much, you know, that establishes the running game. The, the more these guys play together, the better they're going to be. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think you can factor us right on into that because we have to play together right with those those five offensive linemen. We have to be on the same right tracks, the, the same page, and just understanding exactly what it is that we want within our run game. And I think, again, that goes right back to what you said, Coach Houston. He, he forces that. He puts that into our minds. But obviously, that's power football. That's our culture. That's who we want to be. When you were sitting around all day on Saturday and watching the tropical storm come in and watching the weather maps and, and that kind of thing, were you kind of thinking to yourself, like, hey, we better be able to run that football tonight because it might get bad out there? Yeah, I got a little excited. I, I'm not going to lie to you there. When I saw that that the rain was coming to down, I knew what it was going to be, what it was going to have to be, at least from the uh, at, at the start of the game. We were going to have to put it in our hands, and, and I was very comfortable with that. We were very comfortable with that as a group, but also as a uh, as an offensive unit also. And word was that Pitt County got between 8 and 10 inches of rain. Joey Perry and that crowd did a great job with the field. Obviously, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium has always drained very well. But when you put 8 to 10 inches of water on a field in that amount of time, that's that's amazing. But that field was in good shape, wasn't it? It was awesome, Brian. I, prom- I walked on the field, and I was, I was in awe at how dry it was based on – what the weather had been like throughout the week. It drained phenomenally. We have the best field people, field man, and just the operation in the country. And that and they showed up, and it showed up big time this past weekend. That field was awesome. And that misty rain, you know, it kind of came in droves. If you looked at the lights, you could kind of see it coming through, and it was just misty yeah. the whole time, and it put like a glaze over the, the grass. And then several people told me on TV that it looked like a turf field at the way that the, the, the glaze over the fields. It was, it was something weather-wise. It really was. And when you watch the film, like you said, people watching on TV or anything, that's exactly what it looked like. You can kind of see the foot, the glaze over the field, but you can see the footprints and where people have stepped, obviously, throughout that glaze. And uh, Coach K told us something I thought was funny from the box. He said, uh, you can, when it started that misty rain, he said, you can actually see it swirling from the box and up there with those guys and, and everything from their, their vantage point. Yeah, it was it was something, especially in the, in the lights, you could see it just coming in because it just uh, it never got out of there. That thing just lingered the whole game, and uh, the Pirates took advantage of it with that 44 to nothing win. Raquan Boyette is our guest. He's hanging out over at the offices over at East Carolina in his uh, second year after the outside receivers coach last year, now with the running backs this year. We're going to take a commercial break right now. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about his room a little bit. They had a big night in the win over Gardner-Webb, and we'll continue on on this Monday, this winning Monday for East Carolina after this.
The icy treat that can't be beat is Sparky Snowballs. From big kids to little kids, Sparky Snowballs has been making smiles happen for over 20 years. If you're not in the mood to chill out with a snowball, Sparky's funnel cakes and fried Oreos are a perfect Sparky-licious treat every time. Are you having an event, party, or fundraiser? Call Sparky's to come on site. Remember to follow Sparky's on Facebook or visit sparkysnowballs.com to see where they'll be next. This is Gina from Naughty Life in downtown Washington, inviting you to come shop our restock store. We are back from market with a great selection of everything Yeti and much more. For back to school, we have Scout lunch bags and book bags in all new patterns. We also have a great selection of t-shirts, including Old Row, Southern Fried Cotton, and Local Boy. Remember, we always provide free gift wrapping with your purchase. Shopping is always fun at Naughty Life in beautiful downtown Washington on Main Street. This is Dr. Andrew Bridgeforth from Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center. Our practice has been caring for the athletes at ECU and the residents of Eastern North Carolina for more than 35 years. Whether it's treatment for your sports injury or it's time for that joint replacement, Orthopedics East provides the latest in operative and non-operative orthopedic care. We also offer on-site physical therapy and MRI services, as well as walk-in urgent care on the weekends from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. For experience and professional care, call us at 757-BONE or visit us online at orthoeast.com. Go Pirates! The time to save on new furniture is now during Bostick Suck Furniture's incredible end-of-summer sell-off. Save on our huge selection of furniture for every room. Hundreds of items in stock, ready for immediate delivery. And if that's not enough, get six months special financing. Improve your sleep on a great new mattress with 48 months special financing. This is a great time to buy new furniture during the end-of-summer sell-off. Going on now at Bostick Sug Furniture. Hey you. Yeah you. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join the DriveHereNow.com network. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and proud supporter of the Pirates. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. This is Amanda Houston, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Go Pirates! You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Raekwon Boyette, running backs coach at East Carolina, is our guest. As the Pirates coming off that 44-0 win over Gardner-Webb, East Carolina will hit the road this week for Houston, Texas, to take on the Rice Owls. We'll talk more about that coming up later on in the show. Let's talk more about the Gardner-Webb win. This uh, East Carolina running back room went for 44 carries for 180 net yards in the game coach you pretty pleased with that yes we're very pleased with that um the biggest thing out of that was obviously we got the win along with those with that yardage and those stats um that's our first stat that we want to want to obviously that matters to us 
but then averaging four yards per carry and so on and so there, plus from there is a stack it. And I thought we did a good job of running the football and establishing that this past weekend. Let's go through your room a little bit. Let's talk with uh, Rajay. Talk about Rajay first, because obviously he's he's such a benefit to have around with his smile and with the way he carries himself. And he's coming off the big injury from last year. But I think we've all seen that he is definitely 110% back and he really looks good running the football. Yes, he does. And one of the things with Rajay is I have not seen that dude change from the first day I stepped foot in East Carolina and I met him. He has been the same young man that I've seen from day one. And I say that because obviously he had that injury and a lot of guys, you know, could go one or two ways. And I thought he has done a great job of bringing himself back, getting himself back to being healthy. And then he understands his role. He understands he's a leader. He understands who he is for our team. He understands he's the starting running back at East Carolina. So there's a lot that comes with that. And I think he's doing an awesome job of leading us and doing what he needs to do to continue to get better weekly. And that, as in turn, that's going to drive us as an offense. But he is a pleasure to have. He is a luxury to have. And very fortunate to be able to coach Roger. Yeah, I would think that when you have to go to work every day and you have to work with the same group, now you know, it's hard sometimes working with you know nineteen, twenty, twenty-one year old, old you know adults. But it's still difficult sometimes with with their mood swings and things they've got going on. But Roger just seems to have a different maturity about him. Yes, and and you know that rings that that factors throughout our whole group. And just our room, his energy, and, and even individually, they all just are great people. And I think that's where it starts. But Rajay being a leader, you can just tell and understand how guys flock to him and just his energy and aura. It just exudes throughout just everything and what we do and who we want to be. And the guys in the room, they follow suit within their own way. Obviously, individually, they are who they are, but they follow suit to the culture and what we want and the standards of what we want in this running back room. He goes for uh, 16 carries on the night with 64 yards, had a touchdown on the ground, also had a touchdown through the air on a little swing pass. But uh, he really he really kind of got the offense uh, cranked up early on the other night. Yes, he did. Obviously popped a couple runs and popped a, had a physical touchdown on the, on the catch first. Yeah. I thought that really got us started and got us going. And again, that play, and him getting downhill off of a swing route is the epitome of who we want to be in power football. And 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 as a as a room and, and we call ourselves the stable, we want to be able to run through anything. We have a saying that we use a lot and we talk about a lot here, but we and I thought he did a great job of just establishing who we want to be. And I thought we did a great job of, of keeping that and staying hot with that throughout the rest of the game. And he's pretty much the guy, if you guys need a yard, you talked about the dirty four, but but he's he's the guy as far as this group goes to get you that dirty four. Oh yes. <laughs> yes he is. And that's no we don't we don't even uh, there's no secret within that. Um everybody obviously, and that's why I said, you know, within the group, everybody believes that they can be that guy. And I love that. And they all can be. But we just understand Rajay has done it, he's experienced. He's going to continue to do it, and very rarely does he come up short within it. Also from your room, Javius Bond the other night, nine carries for 65 yards, and we're seeing glimpses of him and just the, the speed, the burst. I mean, we, you know, Coach Houston has said, you're going to love to watch this kid run, and, and he's right. Yes, he 
he is right. There are things that he does even still now that I'm like, dang, I'm like, dang. Just from <laughs> freshman and just his understanding of the game, his football IQ is through the roof. He understands it. He he understands protections. He understands the run game. He understands the passing game, where he fits. A lot of these guys can just tell you, you know, different concepts and different things that they like and, and where they fit within it. But then I go right back to the – at the forefront of Javius is the young man that he is. And, and kind of same thing with Rajay. He has not had a bad day from the time he has gotten here. He always has a smile on his face, whether it's going whichever way. Javius Bond is a football player and, and an awesome young man to be around. But he is explosive. He brings just another type of versatility to our game. He is a complete football player, and I, I'm, again, just fortunate to have him in this room and to be coaching him and have him being a part. When you talk about uh, football IQ, what are some of the little things that he does that, that shows you that football IQ? Well, one of the things is he can take the, the classroom to the field. I think that's huge. And so what I mean by that is he's not a rep guy. We can talk about things in our room. We can discuss things in our room, and he can see it on film, and then he can go right out and, and put it right to the grass. Um, I think that's that's awesome from that standpoint. But then, obviously, just understanding protections, understanding different things, understanding where he fits in protections, I think is one of the biggest things as well. Understanding defensive structures and what that can mean from, from free hitters, what it can mean from just cap players of guys being the pressure guy. He just has a great feel for the game, and then he does a great job um, on special teams. And I think that factors into the football IQ just as much as anything because playing the running back position is what it is, but once you're able to be a factor on the special teams, I think now you're continuing to grow yourself as a football player but also continuing to grow that IQ because that's just another um, phase of the game that you have to understand your role. You have to understand a good bit of what everybody else is what everybody else is doing. And he's one of the few freshmen that is, is getting that opportunity and doing a great job with it. That was my next question as far as being a freshman. I mean, how, how surprising is it that he's been able to do what he's been able to do so far? Well, the great the big thing was he was here in the spring. And I think, you know, he, he got a good feel for college. He got a good feel for college football and what that looks like. But then, too, we got a good feel for who he was. And I think that was the biggest thing as well. He already knows who he is, so we got a chance to see those glimpses of what you guys are seeing. And then he had an awesome camp and just performing, popping big runs and just doing great things within the run game and the passing game. And he's, he's created value for himself, and he's going to continue to do that. All right, another guy that we got a chance to see on Saturday, Camaro Edmonds. We saw him at Havelock High School have one of the great careers high school-wise, a star on Touchdown Friday each and every Friday night. He goes four carries and 28 yards, had a couple of touchdowns the other night. And he, he originally signed with North Carolina, spent a year there, came back to East Carolina. And we've kind of all kind of waited for him to you know get a shot and to get out there. What does he bring to the table? Camaro is an awesome first, first and foremost, just an awesome dude. Once again, um, but he brings such a such a versatility of speed and power, and just his feet. And I think that's one of the things that impresses me with him. And and I was impressed with him just when he got here last year, just seeing his development and where he is now. 
he brings just a different type of physicality to us running the football. Kind of the same as Rajay, but he even has just a different type of gear and a different type of uh, energy to it when he runs the football. He's very hard to tackle. He his he can protect and pass pro. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He is a downhill, physical, low-pad leverage running of the football, and I thought he did a great job of showing that this past weekend. But also, that's a testament to him staying ready. Um, Gerald Green did a, was in the game and a part of the game plan and was rolling. He ended up getting getting hurt there um, uh, earlier in the game. So Camaro stepped up and, and took it upon himself and was prepared more than anything to go in and perform in the way that he did. So I was very proud of Camaro. As an assistant coach, do you remember seeing him in high school? Oh, yes. Yeah. I was right down the road. That's what I thought. I Duke when he was coming up. Yeah. And, and I joke with him all the time, just being from the Eastern part. He's a 252 Eastern North Carolina legend. That's right. Those who, who Camaro Evans is from, from the great Havelock Rams. So, uh, but but yes, sir. I knew exactly who he is and who he was, and uh, just watching this film. So I remember him from the recruiting process, big time. Yeah, he was he was heavily recruited by just about everybody, and just uh, was was an outstanding running back for uh, Havelock in those days. And they had some really really good football teams back in those days. Uh, how hard is it for a Camaro to to break in and play a little bit because just because of the depth you've got it running back right now? Um, you know, it's it's. It's hard in a sense, but you have to stay ready. Um, and that's the beautiful thing of this group and this team. Um, these guys are always ready. It's next man up. Um, and I think Camaro has just done a great job of managing himself, just managing managing his emotions. Because a lot of times, you know, guys want guys want to play. They want to get in. They want to show that they can do it. They want to have value. But then a lot of times, you know, like I said, it's one or two backs in at a time. Um, just the depth that we have in his room. So he stayed ready. He's done a great job. And so I'm just excited to see how he continues to develop and how he continues to keep himself um, prepared and ready for the, for the rest of the year. You touched on Gerald Green a little bit. He had uh, that one carry for three yards in the game. But what kind of running back do you see in him? He's explosive. He is very, very explosive. And kind of that same thing I mentioned with Camaro, he has the ability to, to turn speed into power with just one foot in the ground and getting back vertical um, on the defense. And he's a great pass protector. And, I, and again, just an awesome dude, awesome player. He has great patience in the run game. He under He's another guy that has played um, kind of like Rajay. They are two experienced guys. So they both understand how to how to run the football. They both understand the schemes. Or Gerald understands the schemes that we are running and where he fits and where we want to put this ball based on the different reads that he has. And I think he's a weapon as well. Just like I said in the past game, whether it's pass pro or just getting them out on the on the perimeter, I think he does a great job and has really good hands. Who is uh, some of the other players down the road that we will see as far as your room is concerned, guys that are scout team guys, but we may see them later this year, maybe next year, that kind of thing? Well, I'm sure you guys know of Marlon Gunn. Um, he's going he's gonna to continue to develop and do what he needs to do and is doing a great job in developing himself as a leader on this team and again, creating value for um, what we want and what he wants. But I think he just adds another another set of depth to this room, another just 
energy to the, another set of energy to this room for us running the football and being versatile out the backfield as well. Yeah, and he's 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 already shown some of his uh, his talents. Uh, he he really uh, he has a different gear too, doesn't he? Yes, he does, and he is very patient. And I think that's a weapon when you're talking about a running back. And so again, and with that patience, I truly believe you're able to put defenders, you're able to put backers where you want them based on your eyes, based on your shoulders, based on your press, your landmarks, and different things that you have. And I think he he has a great um, great understanding of patience and running the football. What kind of luxury is it to have a guy like Mason Garcia that can come in if he's if he is the starting quarterback he's there if he's not starting a quarterback he can still come around in goal line because he's so big so strong and we saw that the other night uh, in that first half comes in and gets the touchdown around the goal line. It's a luxury. It's a weapon. Um, just being able to put more pressure on the defense because now it's truly eleven on eleven. You have a quarterback that can come in and run the football, whether you're on the goal line or whether you're in the middle of the middle of the field or wherever it is. So I think that that creates a lot of doubt and a lot of different structure changes from a defense because now you have to account for not just the running backs, not just the receiver. Now you have to account for the quarterback in the run game, and I think that just adds numbers. And we're now able to even the score as an offense when you have a guy like Mason and then just he has such a big arm and he can get the ball down the field and drive the ball down the field. I think that just adds, again, just kind of a weapon for us to keep the offense or the defense, my apologies, they're off balance and for us to stay ahead and stay consistent with the change. A lot of folks don't like a two-quarterback system. And Mike has said all along that he thinks the Pirates can win with both of the quarterbacks. You know, How comfortable are your running backs with, with either Alex Flynn out there or Mason Garcia? Um, they're very comfortable. They're, they're comfortable with both guys. And at the end of the day, everybody under – and you, you hit on what Coach, what Coach Houston said. It's about winning. So whatever it is that we need to do to, to put ourselves in, a, in the best position – to go out and win that game that day and prepare ourselves for that week, whatever it is, we're gonna we're gonna do that. These guys, they don't they don't fret one way or the other, whether who in, who's in or who's not. First and foremost, they know they better protect his butt. That's right. That's the biggest thing from that standpoint. And the way, and obviously within a two back two quarterback system, one of the ways to help them is running the football also and help the offense. So I think we understand that and the guys understand that. And I just look forward to how we're going to continue to develop that throughout the uh, season. And you joked about that. They better protect his butt, whoever's out there. But how hard is it to teach protections uh, for your running backs? Because uh, what you're talking about, they have to pick up blitzes or sometimes the, you know the offensive linemen have to go block down and pick up the blitzer and somebody else might come free. But how difficult is that to train your running backs to protect the quarterback? I think that's one of the biggest things that um, – that one of the biggest adjustments for a running back coming out of high school. Because first and foremost, a lot of times they are not the ones that have to protect in high school. Right. The ones that you're trying to get the ball to. So they, they've, they've never done it um, a good bit of time. So you have to take – it takes time. You It takes reps. It takes practice reps for as individual, but it also takes reps in, in practice in team or whether or not you get a one-on-one with the linebackers, but you – have to make sure that you are putting them in the position that they will be in a game. 
even an individual is totally different because that's another controlled setting in which you can kind of control the tempo and different things there. But once you get out on that field and those bullets are flying, that's a different type of field. So you don't want that to be the first time in which they feel just how fast, whether it's a bull rusher or a guy that's, that's blitzing is coming and he's trying to show the shake at the end. And now you got to have guys with their head down, flopping on the ground or trying to cut and don't understand how to do so. I think a, a lot of it is within the fundamentals and the techniques. But then the biggest thing is knowing you have to understand what we are doing in the protection game. You have to understand where we are sending the offensive line. You have to understand defensive structures so that now I can play that much faster. If I know that a guy is coming, I can close that ground, get myself set, and be ready to sit, strike, and strain. Those are the three things that we talk about when we're talking about pass pro. But I think that's one of the biggest things that running backs have to adjust to, and we try to make sure that we put those guys in position and we focus on that. Like I said, especially like a guy like Javius that just came in as a freshman, you want him to be in those positions. And I think in those positions, and I think one of the next things up is you have to make your mind up and just get it done because that's where it comes down to. A lot of guys just, and whether or not you look at it, a 6'2", linebacker, or 5'11", 200-pound Sam, nickel Sam off the edge. It doesn't matter. You have a job to do, and you have to make up your mind right now that I'm going to be physical and get this done and stay inside out and protect that quarterback. How frustrating is it when you, you see a play develop and you see somebody come in and you look at your running back down there and he goes the wrong way on a block or something and you give up a sack and you know it's the running back's fault and you know you're going to have to go over that and, and, and film study and you got to get that thing right. But, you know, that's, that's got to be really, really tough. Yes, it is. It's almost a sickening feeling. I would say. A time, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times – I know it's happening or you, you know what I mean? As a coach, you right. see it and you know it's about to happen and you just want to make sure that you have put them in the same mentality and the same um, structure of understanding that, hey, my coach sees it, so I better make sure that I'm seeing it as well. So you want them on the same, um, in the same mindset and thinking the same way and seeing the same defensive structures that we see as coaches. Um, and just, again, allowing them to play that much faster, allowing them to get their job done. And there are even times with their pass pro where I just tell them, hey, man, we talk about fundamentals, we talk about techniques, There, there's a way to get this done. But at the end of the day, you have a job to do. So sometimes fundamental, fundamentals and techniques can go out the window, and you better get your damn job done. So there you go. You better get your job done. Get that job done. I love it. Raekwon Boyer, running backs coach at East Carolina, our guest. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up with Coach Boyette. We'll go over the Rice matchup for this week. Back with more on this Monday on the Brian Bailey Show. Right after this. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on the lights. We switch TV channels. Some of us switch partners while square dancing. Well, that's a stretch. But what's not a stretch is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, this is State Farm agent Timothy Sawyer right here in Greenville. We can switch your auto and home insurance so you can start saving today. My team and I are ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood. With Timothy Sawyer State Farm, it's easy to switch and save. Just give us a call. 493-0002. Like a good neighbor. 
neighbor, State Farm is there. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Proud to be voted the Remodeler of the Year by the Home Builders Association of Raleigh-Wake County in 2018 and Best Business Commercial Remodel Project winner for 2020. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. This is Dr. Dixon from Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center. Our practice has been caring for the athletes at ECU and the residents of Eastern North Carolina for more than 35 years. Whether it's treatment for your sports injury or it's time for that joint replacement, Orthopedics East provides the latest in operative and non-operative orthopedic care. We also offer on-site physical therapy and MRI services as well as walk-in urgent care on the weekends from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. For experienced and professional care, call us at 757-BONE or visit us online at orthoeast.com. Go Pirates! Hey John, I uh, see your new system's having issues already. Yeah, I used the other guy with an AC brand I've never heard of. You should have used Delcor, John. They install train. It's hard to stop a train. I know, but the other guy was cheaper. Cheaper isn't better, John. I know. I know. Don't use the other guy. Call Delcor. For a limited time, buy a new train system and pay 0% interest for 12 months. Visit Delcor.com for more details. Delcor, the service professionals. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether it's putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities. Hi, Phil Steele of Phil Steele's College Football Preview Magazine, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. East Carolina hits the road for Houston, Texas this week. The Pirates will open up play in the American Athletic Conference, taking on the Rice Owls. Rice lost their conference opener to the Bulls of South Florida. 42-29 was that final. The big news in that game, the quarterback, and Rice has an outstanding quarterback highly touted highly recruited tj daniels uh he was injured and not expected to return this week against east carolina uh coach raekwon boyette running backs coach at east carolina is our guest today and coach uh, when you look at uh this rice out football team what do you see one of the things they play hard and you we know that obviously this is a conference game so they're going to understand the magnitude of it um, just coming off a loss this past weekend. So we have to make sure that we do a great job of focusing on us, kind of what we hit on once we started everything, Brian, and just focus on playing pirate football and matching that energy, matching their physicality, and going beyond as well. 
South Florida was able to burn Rice in their secondary several times in that game with long passes. When you guys look at tape like that, obviously it all goes into the game plan. But when you you see something like that, you know the other team, they're adjusting the stuff as well. So it's kind of like a, a chess match, isn't it? Yes, it is because um, obviously they know and they're they're correcting the things that they they need to correct throughout this week that came up from last week. But as well, you're watching that film and you're seeing those things. But also, you you want to try to just understand how now they're what their plan of attack will be to fix those corrections and how they may have corrected those things. And so, like you said, it's a chess match of under of seeing that and wanting to maybe do that same thing. But you have to understand that there will be adjustments made. So, how can we find a way to do that better? Defensively for the Rice House, what are you looking for there? Um, just everything that, like I said, they play hard and just their structure of their defense and they have people kind of all over the place. And so just getting a bead on them and continuing to focus on us and not going out and trying to do too many things and, and keeping a, a simple game plan to the point where our guys can go out, find where the defensive structure or find what the defensive structure is for, for us at running back, finding the, the safeties, finding the free hitters and just understanding where we want to put the ball, whether it's in the pass game or the run game. On Sunday, when you guys got back together, and obviously it's after a win, so guys are a little have a little pep in their step, a little more fired up. But but how much do you guys talk to your room, and do you talk as Coach Houston talk to the whole team about, hey, this is the second season. You know, we we got through the first part of the season, and now we're playing for a conference championship. And whether you're you're one and three, Rice is two and two. It doesn't matter what your record is. You know, Rice has a loss in the conference. They're one one in conference play after falling to South Florida. But now you're in conference play, and it's a little different deal. Exactly. Now, and you already hit it. Once you get to conference play, and this being your first one, it's zero zero. Obviously, you're one and three um, right now. But as you said, that that doesn't factor into it as much as everything. Uh, it does, but not into conference play as much as um, as much as it would just a non-conference. But we still want to make sure that we do a great job of playing pirate football throughout the weeks and still just focusing on us and weekly getting 1% better, but also planning to go 1-0 and every week. Coach Houston talks about it all the time that Tuesday and Wednesday are, are your heavy lifting days as far as your, your more physical practices. You kind of come off the kids a little bit on Thursday, walk through on Friday, travel to Houston, and then obviously you have the games coming up Saturday night, 7 o'clock kickoff uh, from uh, Rice. But when you look at, at, at Tuesdays and Wednesdays for your room, for the running backs, you know the physicality part of the practice, what all is entailed in that? Oh, I, I truly think, and you hit on a coach, uh, that's our Tuesday and Wednesday is our physical practice. I think that's our winning edge as a group, as an offense, um, as a as a pirate program, period. But for us, um, we obviously have team run. We obviously have different things from a uh, protection standpoint that we want to focus on. Obviously, we're, we're focusing on just different things, maybe in different parts of the game, just different places on the field where we may be hitting certain plays on the game. So we want to focus on that and what that looks like. But obviously that Tuesday and Wednesday and our scout team does a great job of flying around, playing fast. Cause I want our guys to be hit. I want our guys to feel that pressure. I want our guys to be, to be blitzed and pressured in that standpoint, because I truly do not believe that there's a difference between practice and a game. I think you have to practice as if you're in a game and we call it game habits. And so we just want to put ourselves in position Tuesday and Wednesday to already start playing the game. 
we kind of focus on it being the first and second quarter, right? The first half of the game, then you get to Thursday and Friday. Now you're focusing on the third and fourth quarter, where once you get to Friday, that fourth quarter, now everything needs to be clicking. There are no MAs. There are no MEs. There's no no room for no margin of error at that point. But I think it starts with Tuesday and Wednesday and us just feeling the physicality of practice because we know that's what it's going to be in the game. Pirates were able to get a lot of takeaways the other night. How much do you guys work on ball security with, with your room, obviously, because uh, that has not been a problem. But but how much, do, and how much do the guys work defensively on taking the balls away? Yeah, uh, First off, I had to knock on wood, Brian. He said that ain't been a problem. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> we, <laughs> we <laughs> um, but, but we do a great job as a program, once again, of just understanding what the ball means. Um, in our room, we talk about the ball being the hopes and dreams of the entire football team. And so that's precious. And so we obviously have our um, our ball security circuit that we go through as an offense, but then we flip the flip the ball right around and we put the defense through that ball security circuit as well so that they understand what it's like to carry the football and they get a feel for it so that when they are out there creating havoc or whatever it is and in, in um, as far as the defensive game plan, they now understand how to get the ball away. They understand how guys are carrying it or is it loose and where the issues are and where we can obviously make plays on the ball. Wrapping things up now with Raekwon Boyette. I know you guys have a staff meeting coming up in just a few minutes, but when you look at, at, at what your room tries to accomplish each game, are there certain stats that you guys look at that, hey, we want to rush for this many yards, we want to you know have zero turnovers? I mean, is there a list? Well, yeah, obviously there is a list. Um, one of the things that we want to focus on, obviously the win is the, is the number one thing. And I kind of hit on it earlier. The second thing that we want to make sure we do is average four-plus yards a carry. Um, I think that keeps us on schedule, that keeps us above the chains, that, keep the, that keeps the ball moving, that keeps our, our defense off the field, keeps their offense off the field, whoever it is that we're playing respectively. And then we're able to do different things off of the run game. So I think that four-plus yards a carry um, is very broad as far as what it does to us as a room. And then we want to make sure that we, we play the game with no mental errors, no missed assignments. We want to make sure that we're very physical. Um, one of the things that we do hit on is really no stat or number to it, and we kind of just hit on it, is just having great ball security, making sure we're not turning the ball over, making sure we're not giving the ball back to the uh, offense. And then we want to have at least three to five X plays or X runs where or 12-plus and I say three to five, but we want as many as we possibly can get because, again, once you're running that football and you're getting downhill, a lot of times people don't have an answer for it, and there you can do certain things off of the run game within that. Final thoughts with uh, Raekwon Boyette. When you go to Rice and you get out there, you know, when do you know when you're on that sideline or up in the booth that, that your your running game is, is cranked up? I mean, you, when you get you know you get four or five yards here, four or five yards, and you break one, I mean, that, that's got to be the best feeling in the world. Yes, it is, and and obviously at the first por- first portion of the game, you want to st- have runs popping, you want to stay on schedule, but sometimes that may not be the case. But you can see it so long as you continue to be consistent. You don't try to force anything. You don't try to hit the home run right when it's not when it's maybe not there. But you just continue to get your pass down and hit the spots that you need to. After a while, as you say, you start seeing it pop and you start seeing things open up. And that's kind of what happened a little bit last week. Um, 
you start seeing right before half there, things just started popping, and it continued on throughout once we came out the second half. Runs just kept popping, and there was a little bit more scenes. And, and one of the biggest things for us is we want to put – we want to play physicality and put a lot of pressure on the defense because after a while, once you get to that fourth quarter, they they can defenses individuals they can be as tough as they want to be. But after a while, your body gonna break down if you're if we're doing what we need to do. If we're actually going out, we're seeking contact, we're running through people, we're get, we're getting the dirty yards. After a while, their mind is telling them I can still do it. But their body is not going to want to. Their body will not want to take that that hit again. Their body will not want that pressure on them again. And so that's where you want to get to is when now you're putting doubt in the defensive mind and like, dang, should I really be out here right now? Do I need to tap my head because I, I can't do what I need to do in this fourth quarter because these guys are they seem fresh. They're still coming downhill. They're still on top of me. They're still running through my tackles. I think that's a that's a big thing in mentality for us. Maybe we'll see some head tapping down at Rice coming up on Saturday. Coach Raekwon Boyette joining us. Thanks so much for your time, Coach. I know it's a busy, busy time trying to get ready for a game, but we certainly appreciate yours, and uh, your insight was great. Good luck to those Pirate running backs coming up this week. Brian, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for all you guys doing the support. All right. Appreciate you. Raekwon Boyette joining us. We'll take our final break here on the Brian Bailey Show. We'll come back and wrap things up with some final comments on this Monday, this winning Monday for the Pirates after East Carolina beat Gardner-Webb 44-0. Next up, the Rice Owls. Back to wrap it up after this. Three Sixty Golf Carts is Pitt County's go-to shop for all things golf carts. They have easy go, club car, and utility carts to choose from. Whether it's for the beach, riding around the neighborhood, or working in the yard, Three Sixty Golf Carts has a perfect ride for you. If you have issues with your current cart, take it by the Three Sixty Shop for an expert's diagnosis. From parts to sales to service, Three Sixty has you covered. They will even deliver right to you. Visit Brian Harris today on Highway Forty Three, just past D. H. Conley High School. Three Sixty Golf Carts, Pirates supporting. Pirates. Hey, Pirate fans, did you know there are thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that loves ECU athletics as much as you do? Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DOLL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. Go Pirates! Hi, I'm Annalie Newhoff. And I'm Rob Campbell. And, and we, we are, are with, with Copy Pro. Pro. We have been locally owned and operated here in Eastern North Carolina for almost 50 years. Copy Pro is the leader in office technology. Does your business struggle with keeping printing costs low or producing professional documents? Here at Copy Pro, total customer satisfaction is our number one priority. We have a variety of solutions to help reduce your printing expenses and make your business more productive. Call us today at 1-800-682-6558 or online at copypro.net. Copy Pro. We are the professional office systems people. Familia is your go-to spot for the best Italian dishes around, including pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. That's Familia. Enjoy half-off wine night on Wednesdays, $3 drafts on Thursdays, or get a pizza of the week for just 12 bucks. That's Familia. Place your order online or call 689-6330, and Familia will have your order ready in their drive-thru window for pickup. That's Familia. Clip, really? Oh, sorry. Familia on Fire Tower Road in Winterville near Pitt Community College. 
Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. Pirate Radio. And you write that down, because when you're at East Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach at East Carolina, you don't come to East Carolina, you don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it! The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to our show as we uh, continue on as we go about three or four more minutes to go. I want to thank Raekwon Boyette, running backs coach at East Carolina. Great insight from uh, what his room was able to accomplish the other night. And they ran the football for 182 yards, 44 carries. That's a Mike Houston special right there, but he's just running down their throat. Uh, scores some touchdowns. Rajay looked really, really good again. Uh, love what I saw from Camaro Edmonds. Uh, Javius Bond looks good. I didn't even see Marlon Gunn. So, I mean, this, this running back room is loaded. Brock is producing our show for us today, and uh, he hosted the uh, post-game show. The how was the post-game deal? It had to be a little better, didn't it? Yeah, uh, had smiles in the studio, had people excited on the phones, and uh, it was good to get a W. Bailey and hey, I, I said going into the game, no matter what the score was, it wasn't going to change my opinion on much. We need to go out and beat the FBS team, but. Having that shutout was pretty darn impressive. That was a, a nice win for the Pirates. Yeah, first time the Pirates have shut out an opponent since the season opener against Duke. That was in 2000, so 23-plus years for a shutout for Blake Harrell. Congratulations, Coach Harrell and his defensive uh, coaching staff for coming up with that game plan and getting that shutout. But uh, I, I just thought that game was more about what East Carolina had to do, and, and that's that's what we talked about in the pregame. And, and pretty much uh, it's almost like the same thing with Rice. I mean, Rice is not going to be a great football team by any sense of the imagination and they're going to be playing left-handed a little bit. T.J. Daniels is out, apparently. Uh, he had suffered a pretty bad injury uh, this past week. He was highly touted, highly recruited. Uh, He's you, been everywhere, man. Yeah. He's been to West Virginia, Georgia, USC. Wow. Before his stops at Rice. Wow. I, I didn't I didn't have the research. I knew he was I knew he was highly recruited. And, yeah. But yeah, he is the everywhere man. But forty two twenty nine South Florida and in that game South Florida threw a lot of deep passes against the Rice secondary. So uh, that may open things up for uh, whoever's at quarterback, Mason Garcia or uh, Alex Flynn. What did you think of the quarterbacks the other night? I thought Mason looked good, and he was getting it out quick, and that was really good to see. Um, and oh, but one thing about the post game show. We had a lot of folks that now want Raheem Jeter to start, and I had to tell oh, people really? to calm down. It's great that the kid got in, but let's relax. One for two for one yard. And on Flynn, they don't tell us anything about injuries. Well, right. We can ask, but is he banged up? What's going on with Alex I, Flynn I, right now? I was, I was wondering the same thing. I think he was banged up a little bit, and maybe just precaution, maybe because of the score is what it was. But uh, I know Alex was in the uh, post game. I haven't heard the post game comments because we were waiting to do the uh, – the deal with Coach Houston, uh, we, we leave as soon as the game's over. Brian Meter and myself, we rush upstairs and we get ready for the coaches' show. So I was taking.
taking notes, getting ready for the coaches show. And but I do know he was part of the the post game. And I like Flynn starting. I love Mason having a package. I do too. Line. I think that's and, great. Yeah. So I, I saw a lot of a lot of positives there from the. Yeah, it's only going to give Mason more confidence, the more he can get in there. And I really think that that's that's part of his, his issue. You know, people say, well, he's been there three years, he's been there four years, but he hasn't actually been the guy at all. And, and starting the year, you know, the hopes were that he would be the guy. He's got the tools to be the guy, and hopefully, you know, that will materialize down the line. But if you've got a guy like Alex Flynn who seems to know his role, wants to do whatever he can to make the team win, and he's had some really nice moments. Yeah, I just hope that this game can breed some confidence, Bailey. I forgot kind of the, the post-game celebration they have in the locker room. It was great to see that. They put that out on social media. Right. And good to see – some smiling faces, some positivity after a, a, a rough zero and three start. Okay, it was yeah, it was it was a rough zero and three start, but there's still a lot of football to go, and you start conference play, and it's a brand new season. All right, let's wrap it up. I want to thank once again Raekwon Boyette, running backs coach at East Carolina, did a great great job. If you're just listening to us now, we'll replay the show coming up at six o'clock tonight. East Carolina and Rice this week, and we'll see you back here next week on the Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio, 